Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Hello, good sir, and welcome to another beautiful Thursday in here in the middle, or I should say, end of June. Indeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do have some good news. Uh, as of right now, we are streaming on the new computer. Uh, unlike last week where I was scrambling and literally like pulling wires. <laughs> do you feel the power? I'll tell you how the power is once I try to render the video. How about that? That should actually be like a massive difference with being able to do multi-coring and all the good stuff. All the, all the fancy ones and zeros are going to like duplicate and multiply so much quicker. Of course. And also I think it, it helps to have like installed all the drivers that apparently... Lots of the drivers were not installed um, last week. So until driver, until Windows decides it's going to corrupt your drivers. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, this of course is a Thursday night. Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I of course am your host, Charlie. And I'm joined once again by the Clifford Common himself, Zelius. Cheers. And, and, of, <laughs> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Thursday night hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. Uh, if we unfortunately, oh, if you have any questions, topics, or opinions that you would like to add to the show, all you got to do is add it to the chat. If we unfortunately run out of time, we will add whatever your thoughts, topics, subjects to the very next show. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing is super duper excitement for all that love Blizzard. And that is BlizzCon will be streaming for free. The entire thing, not select things. The entire BlizzCon will be streaming for free this year. For free, actually? Yeah. It's not going to be like a microtransaction or power to the battle pass or some other kind of bull honky? Yes, it's going to be a free stream. So now, I, to be totally honest with you, I feel like this is blizzard's way of trying to win back some of the fan base after like activision has basically made blizzard look horrendous well what's kind of fun to me is people were i didn't know it was free to stream in context of this yeah but it's happening in context because people they'll always find something to uh thrash on but yep. they were giving crap over the 300 dollars admission for blizzcon mm -hmm. and even not knowing that I'm like, what do you expect? Like, it's not like a, you know, MomoCon or DragonCon where you're trying to keep it like affordable for like the normal person. Yeah. Like it's BlizzCon. It's like catering to the most hardcore and they can charge that price. So I was like, eh, Blizzard does a lot of shady shit now, but $300 to BlizzCon to me is not one of them. Um, especially now knowing that you can watch it online for free. Yeah. What I'll be curious of is, are they going to have, because in the past, they've always had somebody big like Metallica playing like the matinee Saturday night concert. Uh, Tenacious D was the year that I went. I, but I wonder if they're going to have like another good music act that they're live streaming. That could actually be really fun to watch, honestly. Yes, that would. Clark wants to know, can we talk about how terrible peas are? There are a lot of different types of peas. So you're going to have to be more specific. Like, like snap pea, green pea, a pecan. Uh, uh, was it baby Earl peas? They just sit. In like, that is this juice. like the pea in the urinal? I mean, no, no, no. P e a, not not uh, urine. It's been it's Julius. been if you can spell. Good I mean, Lord. everybody uses Grammarly nowadays, so people don't even know the difference between P e a and P e e e. Nasty, mushy green peas. 
it, that could be in the urinal. I'm oh, just for saying. Love of God, Zealous. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that I don't think they're nasty. Uh, those type of peas I will actually eat. It's the other peas I won't eat. I will only eat like the snap peas. Like I forgot the actual, I haven't had them. In edamame? So long. Yes. Edamame is the bomb. Um, I'll eat green beans. Um, especially like the good sauteed ones, like in like garlic oil. Ooh, those are yep. tasty, but like, no mushy green peas. I'm actually the cork on these. Because you know what mashy green peas remind me of? Bad cafeteria food. <laughs> um, so I'm with Clark. No, like mushy green peas, no thanks. I don't really cook healthy food anyway, so it really doesn't affect me. But mushy peas? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, Joel. That's I. Like I said, I, I mean, I would prefer them not be mush. I mean, mushed. I don't want them mushed, but I like the soft peas. Now... The worst would be like if it was like a paste. I think I'd just kind of throw up. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, like instead of yogurt, you have like pea gurt. Oh, okay. Now, uh, geez, you're going to make everybody in the audience want to puke. I'd, I'd rather they not do that, Zelius. Let's get back to um, Ed. Zelius is frozen. Uh, we lost Zelius. Oh, and he's back. And he's sort of there. Zelius, are you with us? What is going on? Don't know. But I don't after a long day, nothing better than a soft pee. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Uh, no, let's get back on the topic of uh, the BlizzCon uh, being free. And I have to say that, um, uh, like I said, I think it's to to make everything look pretty. and Or it's not look pretty, but um, kind of make up for some of the crap that's been going on uh, with Activision basically making uh, Blizzard look bad. But um, the $3, was it $300 for the ticket? $300 for the live in-person version. I yes. think 10 years ago, it was 198 a pop. So, yeah, I mean. It makes sense. Look, it it you got, if you were, you know, if you go to a concert for a very big name, uh, artist, you're gonna have to pay out the ass for it because one, there's a specific number of tickets. Because uh, BlizzCon has a cutoff. It's not we're just gonna keep selling like a DragonCon, where it doesn't matter if there's a million people shoved into the vendor hall at one time. They don't care. They just want their money. Are the monies? Just the monies. Joel says, is Nintendo coming out with a new console? Uh, Nintendo says no, but I would not be surprised if the um, the heir apparent to the Switch is not fully under development at this point. It's going to happen. I mean, they've already talked. I mean, it, it will happen at some point. Mm -hmm. There's the rumors that it's going to be like the power of the PS4 slash Xbox One. That's what I've heard. Um, which, at that point, you can basically play all of the current gene games anyway, because so few are actually console exclusives. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, Microsoft basically came out. I don't know who at Microsoft, but someone at Microsoft came out and said, you know, the reason for all this exclusive stuff, it really comes down to Sony dicking everyone over in the olden days. 
Oh, yeah, it was always quite ironic when Sony was all like, oh, exclusives from Microsoft would hurt us so much when like. They're the Sony, ones who started it. They're one of the worst companies even today to still call out other companies for doing that. And I'm like, I don't think anybody here is a fan of exclusives, but Sony of all the companies calling out other companies for exclusives is kind of boneheaded. Yes. Um, Cause they're also coming out loves to purchase other companies. Like, I mean, they're definitely a purchaser of other developers. Um, so it's very much to me. It's with Sony. It's be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because if they manage to be a instigator in the blocking of the merger, and probably at this point, even if they still merger, um, anytime Tony Sly buy something, you bet your ass Microsoft Activision is going to be there to be like, so, yeah, about that. Yeah. How about that? Well, actually, let's see here. Didn't um, didn't Microsoft buy up, um, was it ZeniMax as well? I can't, I can't keep track of who buys who anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, there's, there's going to be a lot of angry people pointing the finger at Sony the, the next time Sony tries to grab a studio and say, oh, yeah, we're going to just keep everything on our platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, between me, the PS5, and the place, the PC, I get pretty much every game anyways eventually, yeah. so I don't yeah. really care much. Um, but I'm generally not a – just from a consumer perspective, I don't like exclusives. Uh, I want to go back into the chat real quick here. Uh, Clark says Final Fantasy 16 is so good. I'll take your word for it. I, of course, still got to wait till the end of the year um, to uh, to wait for the PC uh, version. Uh, Alex asks, how much are they buying them for? I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the the tickets that we were talking about a little bit ago, and that was they were $300 a pop. Okay, um, the next topic, speaking of platforms, let's talk about Valve and Valve's sneaky, super-duper sneaky uh, way of um, they've been weeding out a lot of games as of late behind the scenes. Um, basically, because of the fact that these games are being submitted with AI-created art. Um, I'm going to read the exact... Uh, what one of the results is that you could get if you try to submit a game and it is, I'm not, I, I want to know exactly how they determine that it's AI generated. But anyways, after reviewing, we have identified intellectual property in game name here, which appears to belong to one or more third parties. In particular, this game contains art assets generated by artificial intelligence that appears to be relying on copy write-in material owned by third parties. As the legal ownership of such AI-generated art is unclear, we cannot ship your game while it contains these AI-generated assets. Unless you can aff uh, affirmatively confirm... Wow, that's a, that's a way to put it. Affirmatively <laughs> confirm uh, that you own the rights to all the IP used in the data set that trained the AI to create the assets in your game. We are failing. We are failing your build, and will give you one opportunity to remove all content that you do not have the rights to for your build. If you fail to remove all such content, we will not be able to ship your game on Steam, and this app will be banned. 
See, in that context, though, it's not just as simple as we don't allow AI art. Right. Like, because that's the headline. It's, well, yeah. it's like, oh, no, AI. It's, it comes down to the copyright of who owns it, and that's a real issue. Um, I know for corporations, using, like, chat GPT is generally a no-no because when you're, like, if you, ch- like, try to put, like, say you put your program in chat GPT, well, due to their privacy controls or lack thereof, mm-hmm. Um, your potential proprietary code is now on somebody else's servers. Mm-hmm. And so most like, it's like those big news, like, Oh no, Apple's not allowing chat GPT. I'm like, yeah, most companies aren't for legitimate reasons. Um, they're usually, you know, if they're doing AI, they're spinning up their own private AI cluster of some sort where they contain their own data. To me, this is kind of a similar thing where a company, depending on how they're using, you know, they're just, putting some random AI algorithm, you're right. They probably don't own the content because it's just pulling together somebody else's shit and popping it out as their own, even though it's not. Right. Um, so in that context, I totally get it um, because they're not using I mean, you can use AI to create artwork that you own the copyrights to, but there's a certain way of doing it to maintain that copyright as yours and not just basically re- animating other people's art and then try calling your own is kind of, I think what we're seeing from the AI art that you get in games. Cause then it's a very nebulous situation of who is it belong to. Okay. So, but, but here's, but here's my question then. If you own the rights to the art that the, you're then generating AI, generating additional assets, why not just use the assets you've already created? It seems that well, I think that's what Velva's saying is in that case, I read it as if you can prove that you're just using your assets being AI generated, yeah. then you in fact own that copyright and now it'd be kosher. It's when you're feeding in other people's assets into the AI algorithm, that's when it becomes questionable, I think is the issue. Hmm. I'm trying, I'm just, my, my okay, I got to turn my developer brain on. I look at it as, because I always bring up the whole Photoshop situation where to me, Photoshop is AI also. But typically when you're doing the AI part of Photoshop, right. you're using your own stuff you've created to then morph it and do stuff. And to me, that's totally okay because it's still your original work. And I think that's if I, you're using your stuff. You can prove like I created this versus I forget what the art in equivalent of chat GPT is. I know there's one that exists. There's a couple. Or basically, yeah. What's that? There's a couple of them. Yeah, there's a couple. But you throw in other people's artwork and it spits out something for you to use. And I imagine that's what Valve is running into. Um, and it makes sense for Valve to block it because if you're, you know, if you're Valve and you have a game on your platform that's hosted artwork that doesn't potentially belong to that developer or publisher, Valve wants no part of that. Yeah, but the thing is, if it's AI generated, it aren't we talking about it's sampling several different things to to make like an amalgamation of a certain uh i mean if you i think put, that's exactly what's happening but then that question is which i don't think has been determined which is the issue is then who is the copyright belong to the artists of which you're sampling would claim i mean it is actually goes back to like the raaa mm-hmm. and artists being sued for millions of dollars for sampling other music art um i, I mean that's old cases right. or, or not just old current cases are happening like that all the time where you sample previous musicians art and all of a sudden 
that song royalties now belongs to the artist who originally recorded it. Alex has asked, how do they actually prove it? I'm not sure. I mean, is there some kind of like meta tag that gets added when AI generated art? I thought, how does Valve prove it or is yeah. that as the developer? How does I Valve? Imagine, I, my guess is having done, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not AI. It's a form of AI. Um, but specific to graphics, mm -hmm. there's algorithms you can throw it into. Yeah. Um, they exist. Um, there's a term, I'm having a total brain fart on it. But basically, there's just systems you throw art into, and it'll spit out of whether or not there's other work based off of that. Mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty known that's a pretty known solution already and being able to determine if this form of artwork already exists. I, I mean, this, this AI stuff, man, continues to just, it's like opening Pandora's box. You just don't know. Cause here's, it is, here's yeah, I agree. Cause you know, one, you, right. You, you're getting, uh, AI generated art assets and, and you've also getting AI generated, um, uh, term papers. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there who use AI. I know I've said this several times, but there's a lot of people that use chat GPT to help, um, with their Dungeons and Dragons or pencil and paper, uh, campaigns to help fill in some of the, the more meat of the, the campaign to make it more interesting. Is that to Alex's question though, you had the false positives because mm -hmm. you also had the case where that professor spit in like, all those exams into probably turn it in or something. Yeah. And it claimed they were all um, used AI to create the papers, even though that was not the case. No, but the, the, I think the exact wording was this potentially could have been created by AI, uh, assisted by AI in, in this writing. When every paper does it though, something's not right. Okay. Let's, okay. What's what about spell check? Spell check is a type of AI because it's reading over your paper and, or Grammarly. Oh, uh, I hate Grammarly. Oh, I hate Grammarly. Oh. But look, that you are you are now not the the true or only writer of your paper because you got something that is editing your sentence structure for better flow. That's actually a lot of companies don't allow Grammarly for that exact reason because that data is actually being transmitted back to Grammarly. So kind of going back to the AI, Grammarly has no official privacy controls for that data. So if you're writing privileged information, it's actually being sent to the Grammarly servers, and they actually have no official documentation of what actually happens to that data. Um, versus Word is at least hosted locally on your computer, or if like your Office 365 organization, you can have your own on-cloud like tenant basically with privacy controls mm -hmm. where kind of with Grammarly, it's not going out to some magical cloud server. I mean, it's still a magical cloud server, but at least you control where does that data go? Um, which to be fair, you're also then trusting Microsoft to actually contain that data within your own tenant and not let it leak out elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, is always a concern depending on what data you have. I mean, stuff you and I are doing, who really cares? Right. Um, but like if you're, you know, have like trade secrets or like the NSA or something crazy, you probably don't want that information getting out. What? Come on. I wonder if the NSA uses grammar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they're doing all the leaks. 
No, um, I, no. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like but we were saying with the artwork, it's the same thing where it's a great question of, and there is, you know, where is it across the line from becoming, you know, the Photoshop situation where you're just using Photoshop to, you know, give it a nice little few fittings um, versus the same thing with, you know, any photography you purchase. That's right. been touched up. You know it has. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, fully AI-generated artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you kind of cross the Rubicon as well as AI-generated versus what was created by the human? Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it's... There's the, the the AI rabbit hole just continues to to grow in size. I mean, it's I think it's more a rabbit hole now. I think it's literally just like a a massive citywide sinkhole at this point. Yeah, and and now you have, of course, you know, politicians trying to write law and solve problems of which they don't even use a computer in the first place to know what the hell are they talking about. They've got assistance for that, okay? They don't need to dirty their hands or sully their hands upon the keyboard of life. They should just ask chat GPT what to do. Yeah. I just asked the, the the voice in my on my computer what to do, and it does it. They just ask Alexa. No, these people on a computer are so old or used to asking the paperclip. Oh, God. That paperclip, man. That's the like, guy so who's stealing all your back. data. That's what Microsoft should bring back. Instead of Bing, it should have been the paperclip. That's the guy who's leaking all your um, your data, man. It's that fucking paperclip. He's still living underneath the kernel of Windows. Mm-hmm. He's just he's in the background. Deep in the weeds. Searching for all the nuggets of truth that you don't want anyone else to know about. And the truth shall set you free. Will it though? Or I'll send you to jail. One of two. More likely the second than the first. Okay. Uh, oh, great. Let's move on to the next uh, story. And this one, this is just super duper nerdy. Uh, I mean, this is the Thursday night hangout. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think that we don't do super duper nerdy here. But whoa, for- whoa, whoa. Is there a nerdy threshold? Like, do you get too nerdy or it's like you've crossed the line? Brother. I don't think so i think if you i think it you you cross the line when you get into dark niche uh, uh fandoms that should just be left alone if you I know are you not part have, of them like nightmares about that from dragon con years ago yes but i went down the wrong hole okay we hold no judgments of that which you don't understand no, exactly no. Your horizons, hey you, you do you do you as long as you're not hurting people you do you, or or you, if you, you are hurting people, the they're all consenting adults, okay? Because you know some people get off on that. I don't, but hey, you know, different strokes for different folks. You get off on consenting adults. I'm very confused. No, 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 no. I said, oh, for God's sakes, I am not. I I've already forgot what I said. Okay, because I'm just trying to change the topic here. Um, this is. You should know better. Come on. This this is super duper nerdy, uh, Zelius and, and Charlie old school stuff, and that is the fact that um, two of our favorite authors who co-write, uh, Weiss and Hickman, oh, yes. have come out and announced that there is going to be a new Dragonlance book coming out 
very soon. Holy smokes. Yes. 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 I still have the original saga somewhere in my bedroom. Um, it is kind of interesting. Maybe this is sacrilege to the geek community. Oh, boy. But I've tried rereading Dragonlance, and uh-huh. it's not the same. Dude, uh, I've got three copies of Legend of Humor, damn it. I think it's... I've actually talked to somebody about this the other day, and when we were growing up, when you had the fantasy genre, you basically had the classics of like, you know, the Tolkien or the um, Earthsea series. Like you had like the old classics or you had stuff like Dragonlance or like the Dragon Riders of Pern. Maybe a few like Eddings thrown in there, but you didn't really, like it wasn't a very large offering. And then somewhere in like, the 2000s it started to blow up and really then harry potter kind of blew the doors off the whole like um genre yeah genre but now you have you know big time authors like sanderson rothfuss you got like martin you have all these authors um and young adult has in large part taken it over too in a kind of weird way um because they're all either dystopian or some kind of weird fantasy series um so it's like there's so there's such a bigger, broader depth of fantasy offerings now. Mm-hmm. I feel like you didn't have when we were growing up. Agreed. Um, and I feel like that simplicity of the older books kind of shows through a little bit when you reread them. It doesn't quite have the same depth compared to I think what's coming out nowadays. Um, just kind of my true sense. Nonetheless, I still love some high, some Hickman and some Weiss. I mean, that is was absolutely our gateway to imagination. Uh, it is the book is called uh, Dragons of Fate, hmm. and I'm trying to see if I've got a release date here. You, um, it is the uh, the sequel to Dragons of Deceit. Which is okay. So it's called the the Dragonlance Destiny series. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see. They might just be working on it. I don't know if they've actually got a ship date, but oh so wow, this is probably this... about four years ago. It was pre-COVID. Remember at DragonCon, I went to a panel that had Tracy Hickman in it. They're saying oh, they're saying August of this year. I was totally excited. Like, oh, heck, get the book and get it signed by Hickman at Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Um, panel with Tracy Hickman and some other authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, the mic was not on or something. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hear a damn word. I was like, and everybody around me was like, can you hear anything? Oh, and like, it wasn't like, I mean, the mics were on, but like. The levels were, were low? They were, yeah, they were low. And they'd like sit back here and be like, I, I wrote this book. It was like very hard to understand anything that was going on. I understand. I've 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 been to those things. It's it's the same for like with Alter Confusion when we're doing interviews, and you have people who we we explain we've got condenser mics. You have to basically hold it right below your chin, so we could pick you up. And you have those individuals who start basically. Uh, I'm I've got hold on, where's the other mic here? Uh, for those who are watching it. Um, Here's my other mic. 
and it's literally they're they're gesturing with the mic going you know we we've worked a long time it was you know there's lots of cycles you're like dude seriously just hold the mic close to your face and yes and they'll go like high low high low high low and like you keep on like uh, that's that's so what excited it, and they just get animated and ah uh, that's one of the reasons why i stand behind the camera i no longer do the the interview where i'm sitting next to him for the most part because i want them to see how i'm holding the mic just as a point of reference like i mean look what i'm doing you can just have like hold it to their face no i'm not gonna oh god there was a um there was a uh there's an SNL skit uh, with, um, oh, I can't remember his name now, uh, where Bill Hader, and he literally, he's he's this old curmudgeon reporter, and every single time he, he's got the mic and he's interviewing someone, and he basically pops the person on the side of the face by their mouth with the mic. He's like, so uh, tell me what's going on. It's like, pop, smack him in the face. It's great. Um, nice. But anyways, um Yes, there is a new Dragonlance book coming out. Um, apparently, I can never pronounce his last name, but Joe Magliano uh, has kind of been behind the scenes pushing for a Dragonlance uh, live action series, which I would not be against. But uh, as of right now, that's just, um, you know, rumor and and people wishing and hoping for something. I I'm actually more of a fan of I want a Dragonlance anime, a modern Dragonlance anime, something like Dragon's Dogma that came out, something in that vein. I think would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need everything to be live action. Like I don't have a need for it. I don't feel it. Um, and I think generally you can actually do a lot more interesting things, honestly, with an anime versus live action. I, I think the reason why we're here in live action is because of the success of the Dungeons and Dragons movie with Chris Pine. Yeah, but look how many shitty Dungeons and Dragons like IPs live action store before that. So you guys should get one, but fantasy is hard to do well live. That's kind of how I look at it. And yet um, Netflix is about to pump out two uh new live action uh shows based off of anime. Yep, and look how long most of those um Netflix fantasy series last one maybe two seasons the fate wink saga you had warrior nun and you have other series that just don't last in part because probably production cost mm-hmm. um so nope i'm perfectly happy with the animes honestly which by the way just a cur- just if you're curious ladies and gentlemen uh the two uh live action shows that i'm talking about that netflix is currently uh making uh, they're doing the last Airbender to try to correct that egregious movie that was so bad and so whitewashed and even funny. Um, and then, of course, they're doing a live action One Piece, which I'm still really excited about because I don't know how they're gonna do it. I mean, if but if they do it right, that'd be really freaking cool. But but so many characters are so over stylized that I'm not sure, like. If it would just be e- easier, well, actually, it's already animated, so it's not like you can make an animated. Another anime. example would be um, Trigun. Do, have you okay? Have you watched any Trigun Stampede? I have not. Oh my gosh! 
it's a totally different. Well, it's not a totally different anime, but it's still a different anime. Well, then you have a uh, God of War coming to live action. That's eventually. True. Um, Warhammer Forty K. At least in um, God of War, I'd be interested to see who they cast as Kratos. Kratos. Um, ten years ago, would have been Batista. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, that's it. Honestly, I know we say this for him for so many shows. Mm-hmm. It would have been. Um, actually, it would be good. John yes. Cena. Yeah. I could actually see John Cena because he's actually a good actor. Yeah. Um, surprisingly. So I could actually see John Cena. He's still got the bulk and he's still young enough because that's the problem. You got like, the case will be perfect, but he's probably about five, 10 years too old to do anything, Agreed. you know, lengthy. Yeah. Um, but I think John Cena would actually be great at that role. That would that'd be, be nice. That'd be good. Um, Jason Statham? No, too old. Too old? Yeah. I don't know how Jason Statham still looks like he does because the dude's like over 50. And the dude's not young and he still looks pretty good like for his Jason age. Statham. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to take a quick pause here. Uh, this is the part of the show where we thank those amazing individuals who help Alter Confusion be the Alter Confusion that you love and adore. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the friends of the show. And, of course, let's start off with the uh oh. The Andy Cluster, which, uh, the art. Okay. Well, this is going to be interesting because apparently the backgrounds did not transfer. Um, hmm, interesting. Well, they did. It did, but. This looks interesting on our faces. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, so. (laughs) The Andy Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. All right, now now I'm interested to see what happens when we do this one. (laughs) All right, let's try uh, Noodle Boy Media. Uh, Oh, hey. Maybe it's just the the background didn't... the, Color fill didn't work for any cluster. I'll fix that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wack Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia today. The next shout out we got to give is to the magical chiropractor himself. Yes. Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus of to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to herochiropractic.com. 
The next shout-out we got to give is to the maestro himself, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion? Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And oh, spoiler, uh, Crosspad Creative and Alter Confusion might be potentially updating our intro. I can't tell you if it's actually going to happen or not or what the timetable is, but we might have something in the works. And of course, the final shout out we got to give is to the OG himself. That, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to AgileAxiom.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're all asking yourself, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to tell you that Alter Confusion... Oh, son of a bitch. Another one. Hold on. It's, it's this black background. Whatever this black background is, it does not work. So I apologize, but you can see half of Zelie's face during this. And I think he might be frozen. Anyways, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, vampires, werewolves, mummies, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two tiers. We have the $1 tier, that's $1 a month or $12 a year. What that gain gives you is early access to all of our playthroughs and, of course, the ability to participate in patron-only posts and polls. Now, if you're feeling a little bit frisky, there is the $5 uh, tier. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name or organization added to our thank you section for every single Thursday night hangout. So if you're interested in becoming a patron of Vulture Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash altered confusion today. All right, the next one we gotta give. Okay, why does that background work? It's the same effing background. Anyways, sorry, I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best. Game to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us get back into the stories. Indeed. 
The next story is that there is a new Harry Potter game that just dropped. And this what? one is free to play on your mobile device. It is called Harry Potter Magic Awakened, created by Portkey Games. This has you playing a character in the Harry Potter universe, and uh, it is it takes place after the big Battle of Hogwarts, where Professor McGonagall is now the headmistress, and you are a student, uh, you incoming uh, first year student for at Hogwarts. Um, I'm very, you know, the one thing that I find interesting about this is the fact that they didn't go with using Hogwarts as a title like they did for Hogwarts uh, Legacy, they decided to go with Harry Potter, um, uh, whatever, God dang, I already forgot the name, Harry Potter Magic Awaken, which I find kind of interesting. I wonder how, they, I wonder if like people got, like non-Harry Potter fans got confused when it was just Hogwarts instead of Harry Potter. I know that the, Hogwarts Legacy really had nothing to do with the Harry Potter storyline. So, yeah. Huh. It's a gotcha, like, hero, a AFK hero game. Mm-hmm. All this. Like, Lord of the Rings just released one, like, a month ago. Looks like the same thing, just with different skins. Mm-hmm. Oh, good gosh. I played a little bit of it. Uh, I did some of the dueling class, which, you know, is I'm sure a centerpiece of it all. And it's a card based battle system. And you have to wait for, um, your spell points to build up uh, the, each card has a cost on it. And then you can summon monsters. You can do spells. Uh, and of course you have health points that you have to keep an eye on. Was it fun though? You know, it was kind of entertaining. Uh, I kicked ass, but you know that was like the the tutorial. You got to remember, the tutorial is never going. I mean, yes, the tutorial shows you how to to do that section of the game, but do not anticipate that the game is going. If if you go, if there's like levels of that based off of the tutorial, that that is the difficulty level for all of that section. But what if I just want to enjoy the story and it'd be easy the entire time? I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Julius, I, I, I don't know the answer to your question, sir. I'm sorry. I, I would guess that uh, if you're willing to spend a lot of money, it could be very easy for you. But then again, I could be wrong. Who knows? And I guess some slightly, uh, and going on to the next topic, some slightly, I guess, sad news. Uh, Hi-Res Studios, the uh, makers of um, Smite. Well, okay, so once upon a time, there was a company called Hi-Res Studios. They they owned um, Global Agenda, Smite, Paladins, and some other games. And then they, of course, restructured. They created a bunch of uh, companies underneath them. Uh, I think one is called... Oh man, of course I'm blanking out now. Um, Evil Mojo and Titan Forge. Uh, Titan Forge is now in charge of Paladin and all those IPs, and then Evil Mojo is in charge of Smite. 
And it looks like they are restructuring yet again, which is the, from my understanding, is the third round of layoffs in this wonderful restructuring. Restructuring is just a fun way of saying we are shuffling people around and there's a chance that there's going to be redundancy and those redundancies are going to go bye-bye. Don't forget about optimizing the streamlines to increase efficiency and profit, reduce inefficiencies. No, no, it's not inefficiencies, it's redundancies. Redundancies? In, 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 God dang it. <laughs> deficiencies. I'm trying to make up words over here. The indeficiencies. Ooh, I think you should use that in your next round of interviews. Just pop it out there. Be like, I was a leading edge case user of creating the indeficiencies in which we used to load balance the uh, flux capacitors to make sure that all of the DBQ84s ran successfully. Of course, all the Wibble knobs had to be removed from the server room because they were... Uh, Isolating too much of the data box package doodads uh, to, uh, you know. See, I came and called BS on that because it just sounds very technical and like you know what you're talking about. Of course, of course. What it's uh, all about. Yes. Now, I have to say that... Oh, God damn, I just, my brain just literally went down like just disappeared did you break your brain again i think i did i i think i think i really did um yeah zealys what have you been playing how about that you let's get you let's get back on track by having you talk while i try to recover oh God, what have i been playing i've been playing more diablo 4 that's about it um nothing very exciting i mean i'm still leveling up still you know killing more things um it's all RPG. If you like action RPGs, go play. If you don't like action RPGs, you won't like it. It's pretty basic math. Um, there is one thing I do hate about it. Okay. It's 2023. It's a online MMO light. Yet, the game is missing one very important thing in the world of always online, an MMO light. And that would be? Social controls. No, no, like, not social controls. Like, there's no way to like create a looking for like there's no looking for group functionality. Um, like interacting with other people is basically like using pre-made emotes, which nobody really uses. Um, uh, you kind of see them around like during big battles, like world events, mm -hmm. um, which overpowered players can already beat a world event in 15 seconds, which is pretty lame. Um yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's kind of like some of those things are like lame. Yeah, like the game does a lot of things well, but it comes to what was supposed to be like the big differentiator, one of the big differentiator differentiators of Diablo 4 being the online immersion. Not there. <laughs> it's not even that it's terrible. It's just you can't even be bad at it when it just doesn't exist. Uh, so that's very disappointing. Like, cause like when you beat the campaign, you start doing like these dungeons and nightmare dungeons and going in, um, they're called hell tides. They basically go and farm fun enough, right? You go kill lots of big things. That's the whole point. 
But if it's supposed to be like a social MMO type of action RPG, have some kind of bloody mechanism in the game to allow me to do that. Um, which is not like absolutely nuts when Diablo 2 had the damn mechanism in place. Diablo 2 had, I created a lobby. I want to do a Laz run or I want to go do a ball run. I create that. Boom, I get four people to go. How in the bloody hell, all these years later, does Diablo 4 does not have it? Just Activision? I, I, I don't know. It literally boggles my mind. Like, hell, they could go steal, like, a couple of, like, the World of Warcraft interns. Like, yo, World of Warcraft has this shit for years. Go put some LFG crap in here. Doesn't be anything complicated. You don't have to, like, account for, like, weekly awards and tokens and all these other complex things. No, it's just simple. LFG, where you want to go? That's it. Like, yeah, it, it leaves me speechless uh, how... It just doesn't exist. Uh-huh. And it also kind of ruins the end game because like the end game content would be so much more appealing if like there was that social aspect to go with it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's always been with true MMOs like Final Fantasies and those games for the end game content is the like social part of it, of teaming up with other people to take on big, hard content. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. It's just lame. There it is. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> uh, lack of LFG is lame. That's all there is to it. So yes, it just make, it makes me sad. That's really what it does. It makes me sad that a integral part of any type of social game does not exist. In any shape, form, or fashion. Um, I mean, it took Overwatch years to come with looking. Hell, go steal one of the Overwatch interns. They can't do anything to their damn game. So they might as well do something useful. I mean, hell, uh, oh man, I just blinked out. What's What was the name of the game that's based off the sci-fi, the Seafy Channel series? I don't know why I just blinked uh, out. Yes. Um, Defiance. Defiance. They, look. That literally you had instant like these like instant events that you just walk in and help out, but they also had LFG. <laughs> and that, hmm. Yeah. And that, it does kind of suck that the big, you know, we're supposed to be like the social events, which that's a big deal in defiance. Yep. Um, back in the day you had rift, a great old MMO where big social events were like, you know, world bosses were a big deal. Mm-hmm. But kind of like in Defiance, like you didn't give them in 15 seconds. Yeah. Like didn't matter how overpowered you are, like they worked it out. So like you still had to work together and all that stuff. Nope. Um, Diablo, you can just annihilate. And that kind of takes the fun out of it on a, what's supposed to be a social event. Hell, uh, Diablo 3, uh, because I didn't know that it you, you could... Um stop people from joining your game. Um, There were times where I was up against a boss and it fucking scales when one of your buddies jumps into the game. Yep. Thanks, Zelius, for that. 
it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm You're like, hey, do you want to play Diablo? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And you just jumped in my game and you went window shopping. I was like, come help. And you're like, ah, just give me a second. I'm like, no, I'm dead. Thanks a lot. I see a cure, bro. <laughs> uh, um, I, of course, have been continuing to play uh, Zelda. Nice. Um, I hit a piece uh, in the game where I got annihilated. And now I'm scared to death of trying to continue the story because, uh, yeah, I got annihilated. Um. But at some point, I'm going to have to advance the story. I do have four uh, of the, I guess, the sages. Uh, fire, uh, wind, water, and lightning. Mm. Uh, we will see what else we could do. I am not as sophisticated as some of these gamers out there who have created random stuff in Zelda with all of their magical powers. I mean, someone made a Beyblade arena. There's someone out there who has a fully powered mech. <laughs> I would I want to, I, I want to find a way if, if someone, if someone could just like gift me the blueprints to that mech, then I'm pretty sure that that, uh, obstacle, that hurdle, that roadblock that I'm hitting right now and continuing the story I could get past it, but right now I'm getting my ass handed to me. I mean, this is a. I feel there's a lot of big stall releases coming out this year. Yeah, Zelda game. Mm -hmm. um, you have Final Fantasy 16, which people are eating up, um, and you have potentially what's that space game coming Starfield. out later? This year? Thank you. You have that coming out. Um, the lame uh, Diablo Four came out this year. Uh, um. And I don't know if you saw what uh -huh. has been officially announced to come out on PC on August 3rd and the PS5 on September 6th. Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's official. Yeah, they pushed up the um, um, the Baldur's Gate 3 release. It, they were supposed to be like simultaneously released on the both platforms or all platforms on yeah. the end of August. But now PC is getting it early August and the console... Uh, in, in early September. And of course you had Hogwarts legacy came out earlier this year, which everyone loved. Yep. So this has been overall for AAA titles. This is actually a pretty solid year. I'd say as far as good AAA games coming out. Agreed. I mean, you're always going to have ones that aren't as good. I mean, that's your natural course of things, but it seems like this is kind of a little bit of a uptick in terms of released quality. Um, of course, Nintendo releasing a first-party game like Zelda always helps. Mm -hmm. Oh, and and um, uh, Super Mario RPG is going to come out before the end of the year, and also the oh, new okay. Super Mario Wonder. Okay, so question. Yeah. Super Mario RPG, that's just a remake slash HD upgrade. Is that really considered a new release? I think because it's so far... I mean, the, the when you re-released... Um, Dead Space. I mean, people thought saw that as a new release, even though it was just, you know, um, uh, just an up, updated thing. So yeah, I would consider that. Well, especially for Super Mario RPG, because that was on the SNES. So we're yeah. talking several generations between the last time we saw that game. Uh, so you've got an entire... There are 
there's an entire generation out there who's never played Super Mario RPG. And you have an entire generation out there who basically jizzed in their pants when they saw that it's finally getting an update. The original release date of Super Mario RPG, 1996. Yeah, buddy. Jeez, that's nuts. Yeah, I didn't realize that long that, ago. 27 years? Yeah. So it was think, 30 years. I think that that's a new release. Now. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. I think I would say 20 years is time to call it a new game. Because yeah. I feel like even 10 years ago, I mean, obviously graphics are better. Like, yeah. don't let's not get hyperbolic here. But 10 years ago, games still are not, they're still good graphics. Yes. Yeah. 10 years ago. Like, still, you can still play a game from 10 years ago, but like, damn, that looks good. 20 years ago, definitely a major. Um, change over at that point. Well, I mean, we're talking bit graphics back then. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, so yeah, that would definitely, that's going to be a major seller for sure. People are going to be stoked about that. I, you're, I am going to disappear with the exception, of course, of that Thursday, but I will disappear <laughs> and I'll be playing the shit out of that game. Are you one of those people? Are you going to take the day off just so you can play all day? If I've got, if I've got a sick day that I can use, Hell yes. And imagine this. Mm. A single player game mm -hmm. that's not online always. Mm -hmm. So you'd actually play the game to its full extent on release date. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine that. And also, uh, you know, no matter if I lose uh, internet or um, uh, help, even power, because I've got a bunch of backup batteries here, uh, <laughs> I can continue to play. I don't have to do a, a weird ass authentication against a server and I don't or or constant authentications against a server. Okay, so as a major switch player, mm -hmm. question for you then. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, do you play a lot do you play enough in the handheld format to care about the screen? So it really depends on the game. Uh, if there's a lot of shit going on, like Zelda, I, I'd rather not play an, as the handheld, uh, especially since um, you have the the gyro controls and the the joy pads, mm. uh, which could throw shit off when you're aiming with a, a bow. Uh, but other games, I, I have no problem. Like it's it's about the complexity of what's all on the screen. If you have a busy HUD, then I don't want to play it in handheld. Um, or if it's really fast paced, cause uh, if I'm going to be honest, if I'm button mashing, I don't want to do it in the handheld because I feel like the, the, the pro controller could take a lot more abuse than the, the, the joy cons. Well, so one of the reasons I was asking, because there's a debate online of what's well, just um, for the sake of argument, imagine switch two is going to be a handheld console again. Yep. Um, Right now, it's a 720p screen, mm -hmm. and people are like, Switch 2 should be, you know, 1080p because new version, better graphics and all that stuff, right? Right, right. But people on the other side of the fence are like, whoa, hold up a second. First off, it's a pretty small screen, mm -hmm. so you're not going to really notice, honestly, much of a difference of 720 versus 1080p for a screen that small. Mm -hmm. And one of the big pros of the Switch is the battery life. Right. Um all of a sudden, you crank it up. I mean, look at the um, the uh, Steam Deck. Um, I mean, it's a great handheld, but you definitely don't get the battery life that you do get with the Switch. 
Um, all of a sudden, you crank up that resolution on the Switch, you lose one of the major perks, which is that battery life. Agreed. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I think that um, I would I'd be okay with having 720 while it's um, uh, not docked and have like an upscaler or something mm-hmm. in the dock. Though that would really piss off a lot of uh, third-party uh, dock sellers. Doesn't it upscale when you're in the dock now? Mm, I think I it does. It I think it does, but it's not. It's not a smooth transition. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure it does in the dock already. But I think um, that I, I if I think that if Nintendo were to come out with something like um, some additional power in the actual dock. Mm, uh, where it's ju- it's not just charging. Oh gosh, it's like the old um, N64 when you had the pack in the back of the controller to magically give yourself a better gameplay experience. The the expansion. Yeah. So you could play. Um, oh, what was what was the? It was the uh, the the game that came. Perfect Dark was the first one I played with, where you had to get the expansion pack into the 64, and then also uh, Donkey Kong 64 also required it. Mm. But Perfect Dark, of course, was the game that came after GoldenEye. And it was basically GoldenEye, but sci-fi with uh, few, a little, I mean, yeah, I guess more sci-fi, spy. Basically, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, still a good game. I had such weird games to 64. I don't even know where my 64 is anymore. I think maybe my sister still has it. I don't know. You think she actually plays it if she has it? I, I well one I don't know which sister has it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you have a fifty-fifth chance. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, it's one of two. Um, so uh, I do. I know we're about out of time, but I do want to say uh, a funny story, uh, and that is that uh, with the new computer, uh, I do have the old computer still going. And so one of my sons is playing on that computer and then my other son's playing on the new computer. And the son that's playing on the new computer has just been randomly installing games out from my Steam library. So every single time I sit down in front of my computer, there's like two new, or two to three new icons. I'm going, what the? F-? I hope you don't have your credit card like by default and he actually buys a bunch of games. No, 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 no. It's, it, it's, that's a multi-step process that I have to put in, um, a security code. Good, 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 good. I, uh, that's the only time if, if I'm paying money, then I need that one time code that gets sent to my phone or to my email or something. Um, it's a pain in the ass with, when it's, when you're just trying to log into something like, uh, Twitch, uh, or, um, I, ladies and gentlemen, it is okay. Uh, if you have uh, a problem, be you uh, depressed, uh, a- anxious, bipolar, whatever. Uh, there are people that are trained to help you. This is I, I'm not being paid by BetterHelp, but I will tell you that BetterHelp has helped me personally. And BetterHelp, if you will uh, on occasion decide that uh, even though you have a PIN number and all that jazz, they will give you an extra level of security which pisses me off because usually when I'm logging into BetterHelp, I'm I'm logging in to do a video session with my therapist 
and I'm late because I have to wait for a slightly delayed email that gives me the one-time code. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Why did Amazon Digital just charge my credit card? Oh, see, when you're kids, they found it. I'll have to figure that out later. Anyways, um, Ooh, this is, I just saw that uh, Final Fantasy 14, the complete edition, you can now get on the PC for half off, sir. Dun dun dun. No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm not looking at Steam right now. Uh, I'm got too much Zelda to play. It's fair. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think that we've reached a good end to the show. Uh, this is actually a full uh, show instead of last week's, I think, 46-minute show. Uh, but anyways, ladies well, we and gentlemen, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zelius. It's been a pleasure to give you come our heads, our mouths, and of course... Our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.